We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. Well, this, this is just an exciting morning. I'm Pastor Jolly John Lekumski, and I, I'm, I'm not from anywhere anymore. I'm retired. Yeah. I'm back home, back home in Nueces, Illinois, and right next to me I have... Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark, and I am still from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from still, picturesque still, South St. Louis. And still a hard-working... Still a hard-working pastor, pastor at, at Ascension... Lutheran yeah. Church. Uh, and we're back together again in the studio. It's uh, good to have you back, John. It, it is good back to be back here in, in St. Louis, especially good to actually be seeing you. It, it was difficult to do these things where we don't actually get to look at each other. I'm, I'm a voice in the ethereal somewhere up north, and you were down here. Yeah, you are <laughs> broadcasting from your closet up there, and I'm broadcasting from our closet <laughs> <A> little... down here. <laughs> That's right, for the janitor closet here at Cafio. I must say, Matt, I, I'm a little bit disappointed because, as you know, Matt had the accident. He, he fell out of a tree. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up, John. <laughs> no, but, but you know, so Matt's had this brace on. You're going to have this brace on for how many more weeks, Matt? Four, about four more weeks. So another month in the brace. Yeah. But I'm picturing this thing with, like, metal pieces sticking out, kind of like a, 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 a Frankenstein deal, you know, with big bolts and everything. But actually, you can't see it at all. You, you wouldn't even know you had a yeah, brace. I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint you, John. <laughs> No, this is a great. No, it's it's a modern marvel. So they they come in and they slap on the wet, cold <laughs> plaster on your front. What? Let it dry, and then they turn you over. They slap on plaster on your back. Is that let right? That dry, then they take it away, and then twenty four hours you have your custom made brace. So the the fitting process isn't that much fun, but boy, then the product is it's it's not too bad. I mean, it could be a lot worse. But but tell them what they do about the front of this brace. So you got this solid piece of. Plastic. It's plastic. Yeah, it's plastic. It? You know, it has a little, you know, a thin layer of kind of a cushion, a plastic cushion oh, on the inside. It has a cushion as well. Yeah, oh, it's... cool. This is really awesome. Yeah, I'll let you try it on after I get to <laughs> Right? After the show. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe I want to get one for myself. <laughs> but tell them about what they do on the front so, of this brace. So, in the front of the brace, it, the back is a, is a whole piece of plastic. Yeah. In the front, uh, they, they created what my 11 year old daughter, Anna, affectionately calls my belly hole. <laughs> So there's a hole for your stomach, which I've really come to uh, appreciate over the past few months. Uh, yes, this is what's happening in America. In the old days, you could just have the straight brace, but now we need the belly the holes. The belly hole. And, you know, with Thanksgiving just around the corner, it probably makes oh, sense. Oh, that's true. That's true, because you might still have it on at that yeah, point. Hopefully not. It should be rough right before Thanksgiving, so that would be perfect. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, then you can eat the turkey without worrying right. that your belly hole will fill up too much. It'll be a little too tight around the belly hole. So we, we got, we, we're, we're, we've been doing this off and on uh, for the last few months. Uh, the second Timothy, and 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 you you think we can get it done? Is that what you said to me? You think maybe this will be the end? of I second think Timothy? we might be able to do it. So I, I've enjoyed it, and you know we're we're sort of reading Paul's mail here as he writes yeah. to Timothy, uh, but it's it's also just that unique letter, likely the last thing that Paul wrote that that ended up in the Bible that's recorded in Holy Scripture. So it's really this glimpse into Paul toward the end of his life, what's going through his head, what's sort of his last will and testament to Timothy. What does he have to say? 
So where are we starting? Where, where do you want? Where are we at here? So we're going to be in Second Timothy chapter four, and okay. I think we're going to pick up with verse six. With verse six, okay. And I so Paul gets personal here. He gets really personal. I think, in my opinion, this is the most personal we see Paul in any of his letters. In these last verses of Second Timothy, we really get into a, a glimpse of of Paul's. I think pastoral heart and really what's going through his mind, knowing that his life on this earth is likely coming to an end. How far would you like me to read, Matt? Well, let's read verses uh, six through eight. This is Paul again. Uh, For I, for I, Paul, am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Yeah. Yeah, touching words. Aren't they? The the personal nature of what Paul has to say. And Paul, again, knows that his life here on this earth probably coming to an end. Uh, He's in prison. He's in chains in Rome, uh, likely going to be sentenced to death, and, and Paul knows it. And so he really does, boy, have these, like you said, John, these touching words. So Paul says, I'm being already poured out as a drink offering. What in the world is Paul even talking that's, about there? That's what I was going to ask you, Matt. Yes. <laughs> what, is, what, is he, what does he mean he's being well, poured out as a drink? Asked. What, what so, is a drink offering anyway? <laughs> so it's going back to the Old Testament. Okay. So it's going back to these different offerings, including drink offerings, that would be poured out before the Lord. Okay. Uh, so Paul is saying that he is like this offering being poured poured out before the Lord. Uh, And I think, again, it's alluding to, well, his life, his ministry certainly is an offering to God. His own life isn't his own, just like our lives aren't our own, believe it or not. They're the Lord's. Spiritual sacrifices, I think, is what he refers to in other books. Yeah, yeah, a spiritual sacrifice. And I think even more than that, more poignantly here in 2 Timothy, he's even talking about his death. Yeah, And just like in those Old Testament offerings, blood was often shed and poured out as part of the offering. Mm. That's what Paul fully anticipates is his blood is going to be shed. His blood's going to be poured out. His sacrifices that he made his entire life now ends in this biggest sacrifice that anyone can make is his actual life, giving up his life for the sake of Christ, for the sake of the gospel. Is there an allusion perhaps here to to, to communion and, and Christ that takes the cup and says, this is my blood poured out for you? I mean, not that Paul would think his sacrifice was anything in terms of uh, uh, redemption, but, but that like Jesus poured out, now he'll be poured out as well. Is that a possibility? Yeah, so he's being poured out. For the sake of the one who was poured out for him, I guess we okay. might be able to yeah. say. And I think the language is pretty similar. I'm being poured out um, as a drink offering for the time my departure has come. Yeah. I mean, I think Jesus certainly knew the time of his departure had come. And so as he gathers with his disciples in the upper room, he knows it. He knows that he's departing, uh, going to the cross uh, just in a matter of hours. And so, boy, the language is really close to Christ's language, isn't it? And it's only because of Christ's offering that that Paul is able to do this. You know, and, and I, 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 that, that's a, that's a cool thought that that when we come to that point, if we get that opportunity, not everybody does, but but maybe God will give you the chance to know that death is coming. We're really wrestling with my my father in law Jerry Raymond. He's got really bad liver cancer. In fact, we're waiting to hear from the mm. doctor whether they're going to send him up here to St. Louis to be some treatment. But you know, when you're 93, you you probably know like Paul. Yeah, it's getting to the point. 
as he said, my departure has come. But that'd be kind of cool to remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jesus did that. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he died. He knew it was coming. And, and that's okay. It all worked out all right. And, and I'm going to die with him, so it'll be all right with me, too. Exactly. Uh, and then Jesus, that the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Yeah. Jesus rose from the dead, too, yeah. so we're going to rise from the dead. And as Paul writes this, I mean, think about that. He's in prison. He knows he's going to die. It's probably going to be a painful death. And yet, you know, the, the peace that he has, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith and the confidence, as we'll see in just a little bit, of heaven itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I, well, I mean, that's the thing. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness. So, yeah. all right, I'm dying. Uh, I don't think anybody likes that. I, I don't think Paul would say he, he wants to do that. Although he did say that too, darn it, didn't he? Say, I'd rather be here and be be away from the body and with the Lord. But for your sake, I, I, I prefer to yeah, be here. Philippians, to live as Christ, yeah. to die as gain. Yeah. The same verses yeah. you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Paul knows it. It's sort of a win-win. So if in, in that respect, if he remains, hey, I'll be able to keep telling people about Jesus. That's great. And if I die, hey, I get to go to be with Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, as I think about Jerry, I think that's the same. I mean, if, if things go well and we pray go well, and it'll be good because we love Jerry, and Jerry's a good guy to, to have around, and, and we like to go drinking with Jerry. <laughs> He's really the only drinking buddy I have. <laughs> you weren't drinking when you fell out of the tree, were you? Man? We didn't get into that. You would imagine how many people ask me that, John. <laughs> I actually don't ask, they just probably wonder. (laughs) They don't ask it, but they're thinking. (laughs) No, for the record, I was not, surprisingly. (laughs) But yet, on the other hand, especially knowing how how as we get older, Jerry's been struggling, yeah, we'll be, and knowing that we too, we too will be joining him sometime uh, with that crown of righteousness, which the Lord will award. And isn't that the neat thing, not just to Paul, but but to all those, like you and me and everyone listening. Us included, isn't that cool? Yeah. Uh, so personal, but yet Paul's thinking of of others too yeah. at the time of his death. Uh, yeah, and then these sports metaphors. You know, Paul, oh, yeah. Paul works those in here he and there and that. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I fought the good fight, finished the race, kept the faith. Uh, just this this culmination of all things, right? This culmination of his life, of the race, of the fight. Uh, it, it's it's coming to a close. And that that word too, I've kept the faith. Mm. How do we understand yeah. that phrase? Yeah. I've kept the faith. How, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. So, John, what do you think? Do you have any? Well, I, not, my, my first thought would be the fact, see, we always hear that word kept in kind of a law way. Mm-hmm. I, I keep the commandments and we, oh, well, obey the commandments. But I, I don't know what the word is here. Uh, but usually the word keep means to protect and watch over and care for and guard has that kind of sense. Yeah. Uh, something that's really, really important to you. So it's not so much a thing of obedience, but it's a thing, well, a thing of faith. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think on the one hand, we can look at it, okay, Paul's kept the faith in terms of he is a believer in Jesus yeah. Christ. You know, God has given him this faith. Jesus, remember, appeared to him, you know, and, and he's an apostle of Jesus Christ. He's he's kept the faith, all right? He's going to heaven. But I think in terms of what you were saying, John, you know, to keep, protect that faith in his Paul's teaching, he's kept the faith. Ah, okay. In his teaching, he has continued to preach the gospel and its purity. He's continued to point people to Jesus Christ, and he's kept the faith in that respect, too. So, yeah, this faith, right, you know, by, by grace through faith saved, but yet this faith that he's also kept in the, the right teaching that he's proclaimed, uh, even... Uh, at the hands of punishment sometimes for that keeping of the faith. Yeah, and, and I appreciate that that phrase you just said, by grace. 
by grace you're saved. That is the faith. And so, of course, that is what he's taught. And that is also what he holds on to as he uh, faces death, because Paul knows he's the worst of sinners. And as the worst of sinners, then maybe death is a scary thing, because, you know, that's a punishment. It's the wages of sin is death, Paul said. But no, no, for him, he understands. Yeah, it it is a punishment. (laughs) It is. It's not a good thing. No one should say, oh, I want to die. But on the other hand, because we know what will happen, as he says here in these verses, no, it's okay in Jesus Christ. It'll be all right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what makes all the difference. And then the, the crown of righteousness, which uh, the, the Lord, the righteous judge, awarded me on that day. So this crown of righteousness, and I think maybe you know, we need to unpack this a little bit. Yeah. What, what is that? Uh, well, first of all, um, this this crown of righteousness, who gives it? Oh, oh, it's given uh, by the Lord. Yeah, the Lord, the righteous judge. Yeah, uh, the Lord, and and I be you know, specifically even Jesus Christ, who re, who is. Oh, that's the right. Judge. Yeah, yeah. Because right. I'm thinking Father talk, but you're right. No, the Lord is Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. So in this case, we're, we're thinking Jesus Himself, and then to support that, uh, when is that crown awarded? I think this is interesting, too. On that day, it says. Yeah, with a capital D, D. right? So uh, the day of Jesus' return, right? Oh, okay. So I think that's interesting. So he's not looking at that crown being awarded when he dies. It's kind of interesting. But at the Jesus' return as judge awarded on that day. Um, It's kind of interesting. Um, The resurrection of the body, the life everlasting. uh, Kind of an interesting idea there. But I think we need to unpack, okay, what what is this crown that, that's going to be given? And the one place that I thought of right away was Revelation 2, verse 10. You know, that's the first thing I thought of, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> look at this. No, I have Sorry, no idea. Um, What's Revelation oh, no. 2, verse 10? Oh, you're yanking my noodle, <laughs> yeah. huh? Oh, well, no, I wouldn't do that. It would hurt your back. <laughs> So this is uh, it's 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 one of those classic confirmation okay. verses. Uh, be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown oh, of okay. life. Okay. So be, uh, what what words you know? Think of those words and the significance for for Paul. Be faithful unto death. Okay, yep. that's what Paul's doing and about to do, and I will give you the crown of life. Um, yeah, I think that's good. So how do we how do we view that that crown of righteousness? Then you know, are we in this fight? Are we in this race? For that crown, is that what we're working toward? We've got our eye on the prize as a Christian. Is that the right <laughs> way to view it? Well, maybe not, okay? Um, since this is Reformation weekend, John, okay. um, October 31st, the anniversary of Martin Luther's nailing of the 95 Theses, right? Um, I thought I would quote the Lutheran Confessions. All right. All right? So How appropriate. It's only appropriate. Uh, so this is from the uh Apology of the Augsburg Confession. So the okay. defense of the Augsburg Confession. Um, this is part of the Book of Concord, what we call the Confessions. And this is uh, from Article 5, and it, it speaks about this crown. I really, really like what it has to say here. Okay, it says, The justified are due the crown because of the promise. Yes. Oh, because God promises it, not because of me. Like God has promised it. Thanks be to God. Saints should know this promise, not that they may labor for their own profit, for they ought to labor for God's glory. But saints should know it so that they may not despair in troubles. They should know God's will. He desires to aid, to deliver, and to protect them. Yeah. So in other words, it's, it's important, important to know about this crown. Yes, it this is. This crown that's going to be given. That's a good thing to know. Now, we don't know about it. We don't focus on it for our own profit, as the, the quote says. But, but for God's glory, you know, to him be the glory. And then the reason we also focus on it is is to know that, hey, our, our labors are not in vain. That when there are troubles, um, 
we, we know God's will. We know that in the end, guess what? Jesus wins, Satan loses, and Jesus gives the victory to us uh, and gives us this crown of life. And, you know, I'm thinking, see, that's that's a really good thought, because at this point in time, it's not like Paul has seen everything taken care of and resolved. The church is still a young church. The church has been fought with all kinds of of, uh, heresies, and there's schisms going on, and the church is being persecuted. We hope to talk a little bit about that. Uh, uh, So I'm thinking, yeah, that's kind of a profound thing. You're right. So Paul's saying, look, Timothy, I'm not leaving you with everything perfected. I, I know there's so much more that needs to be done, but my part of it is finished. What God was going to use for me, I'm done. That race is completed, and now I'm going to get the crown. And and Timothy, you need to know, you'll get the crown too. It's not just for me, it's for all. Even though you're going to live in a world where sometimes you're thinking, oh, man, this sure doesn't seem like it's working out the way it should be working out. Well, in fact, with Paul in chains, that doesn't make any sense. He's the chosen one of God. But yeah. yeah, and I think that's that's the amazing thing here is Paul's in change. He knows his death is coming. And yet this Timothy figure, this this young pastor who he loves and cares for dearly, dearly, he doesn't tell him, you know, keep quiet about Jesus. Play it safe, yeah. Timothy. No, he tells him just the opposite. No, continue what you're doing. Uh, it's going to be okay. Uh, the crown of righteousness is going to be presented to you, too, for Jesus' sake. You know, when there's trouble times, the, the victory is still Jesus. Yeah. And he encourages him, which I think is great. And and I love what the apology said there. So you can be sure the crown is is going to be yours, not because you've uh, what did he say, uh, run the race and fought the good fight. No, the crown is going to be there for you because it's what God said He was going to I mean, do. He promised it. Yeah, Man, yeah. And He it. doesn't lie. He doesn't make promises He doesn't intend to keep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's not any of our effort, but no, just God promised it. And yeah. it's actually why we do fight the good fight then, because we know that. Because we don't have to do it to gain it, mm-hmm. we've, because we've got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's ours. The victory's won. Yeah. So Jesus wears the crown of thorns, right? So that we have the crown of life. There you go. That's how we yeah. have it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when, when, you sing, when you sing hymns at church, you know, get, look for that. That's in so many hymns about the crown and the crown of Crowned life. Crowned with many <laughs> crowns. <laughs> Prime example right there. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, look for that because that, that comes up quite a bit. Uh, if you sing for all the saints next weekend, All Saints Day, it comes up there. Watch for it. Uh, they crown does again it? and again. Where yeah. does it come up? Well, it's in the hymn somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll watch trust for me, John. All right. I trust you. I don't have it in front of me, but it's there. It's there. <laughs> I thought you would we'll sing a little challenge bit. challenge our listeners you got some hymn verses up. right there. I do there. have some hymn verses, but I don't have that. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, boy. Okay. <laughs> well, if we, let's why don't let's we get into on. let's move on. I think you know we can we can go through the rest you know relatively quickly. It, it's it's where Paul gets super 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 personal. Okay, and he's really calling people by name and and some of these people and some of these names we're going to recognize from other parts of Scripture. Other names. This is the only place they're mentioned huh. in the entire Bible, and yet we may not know who they are, but Paul certainly does. Timothy certainly does, and most importantly, the Lord knows who they are. Some of those are people that he's encouraging, and um, others he's he's really kind of condemning yeah, <laughs> in this, yeah. these final words. You're saying, Timothy, watch out for this guy. So uh, why don't we read and get a flavor for at least some of these, uh, maybe verses... Well, uh, we'll start with verse 9 and just uh, see how far we want to go here. Do your best to come to me soon. For Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Luke alone is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is very useful to me for ministry. Tychius I have sent to Ephesus. 
When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas, also the books and above all the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm. The Lord will repay him according to his deeds. Beware of him yourself, for he strongly opposed our message. At my first defense, no one came to stand by me, but all deserted me. May it not be charged against them. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so it's just some highlights. Come to me soon. He, is, yeah. he feels alone, I think, in, in many ways. Really, the only one who's there that, that he mentions my name is uh, is uh, is Luke. Luke, Luke alone Luke's is with him. Yeah. That, that's it. And, you know, in prison in, in first century Rome, uh, you didn't have three square meals a day in cable TV or anything. <laughs> I mean, you are really dependent upon the charity of others and friends and family to come and to feed yeah. you even. Yeah. So to have someone like Luke there would have been his lifeline really in many ways. So he, he, he wants Timothy to come to him soon too. And to come to him and bring, I think it's just so personal, l- l- bring the cloak that I yeah. left in Troas. You know, I mean, this is so personal. And, <laughs> and uh, I mean, Paul's cold. He, he, yeah. He's in a dungeon somewhere. He needs his cloak. I left my cloak at home. Yeah. Isn't that something, yeah. you know? And then the books and the parchments and all those other Typical things. Typical pastor, bring me the books. I'm yeah, about to die. That. Bring me my books. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and he, he talks about a couple individuals who have left him and deserted him and opposed the message of the gospel. Yeah. Uh, the message there, by the way, it's the word logos. They opposed the ah, word. The I think word. that's even more powerful yes, than what the, it is. the translation yeah. says. You know, the word even, and think of Jesus, even the word made flesh they're opposing. But but yet he also says in verse 16, I think this is so beautiful, uh, may not be charged against them. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, even in that. Yeah. And, and it's almost like he catches himself because he made this comment about the the, the Carpus. No, no, where was that guy? Uh, the Alexander the Carpusman. The Lord will repay him. Yeah, and then it's yeah. almost like, well, okay. Well, no. <laughs> we don't really want the Lord to repay him. I actually wanted repentance and forgiveness. Yeah, so even as an apostle, he's he's wrestling with these feelings, these yeah, very yeah. human feelings, yeah. Exactly. And it, I, it just reminds me of those, those last words of so many of the saints. Uh, Jesus himself, Father, oh, forgive yeah. them. Uh, Stephen, as he's being martyred, yep. he said, do yeah. not hold this sin against them. Yeah. And then, you know, Paul here, I think, uh, echoes that too. May it not be charged against them. Yep. That's yeah. one of his final words, at least recorded words in the Bible. May it not be charged against them. That's pretty neat. And then just the, the again, the recognition that the Lord is the one who's rescued yeah. him yeah. Um, from all these things. To him be the glory, right? Forever and ever. Amen. It's not about Paul, whose name is now known all over the Mediterranean and has established numerous churches. Uh, the, the, it's not about him. No, the, the Lord has done this. And Paul, boy, just a great example of him giving God the complete, total honor and glory and praise. And, and do you think you got kind of a John the Baptist thing going on here, that I must become less, that he can become greater? And maybe that's what Paul is reflecting on. Now, it's starting to be Paul's church. Oh, yeah. And no, no, no. And it, it's, I've done what I need to do. I need to leave, though, because it's not Paul's church. It's the Lord's church. He rescued me, and he will continue to rescue all of those who who uh, uh, await his appearing, as he said. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's when he talks about him and Apollos together, yeah, God giving the growth, I think that's another place we see that. So why don't you just... Uh, you- why don't you just finish up with first? I tell you what, no. No? <laughs> Let's, we'll finish up these few verses next week. Okay. And then All I've right. got some other things okay, I wanted good. to ramble on. Good. But what make people come back and, and hear the conclusion? So, yeah. Of, uh, yeah the only way you're going to hear it is if you tune in next week. Next what a week. great hook, John. And Way one, to go. And one last word from Paul before he dies. 
uh, and uh, from Second Timothy. Sounds good. Yeah, and good to be back with you again. Good to have you back. To be actually see your wonderful face, and and really glad that you're you're doing better health wise too. Man. Yeah, thanks, so. John. I appreciate it. Thanks for the prayers. This has been wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics.